Welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickle. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. everybody it's jeff here once again with the freedom nation podcast and we have the honor of talking to uh, cody Yeh today and he's up in canada so uh for for those of us down in the southwest and the south we are uh we're getting roasted right now and i'm assuming it's a little bit cooler up in your neck of the woods cody yeah thanks for having me jeff i know you know what we have a lot of snowbirds and you know we got jealous for you guys in, in the winter, you guys get jealous at us in the summer. So I think we're even on that. Yeah, yeah, we'll swap it out, right? Yeah, I, I think next summer I'm coming up to you in Canada because this year, yeah, after this year, I'm heading, I'm, I'm heading north next time. Well, I'm from Toronto, so whenever you come by, you know, you have my email, all that, you know, where to reach me. Love it, man. Well, look forward to it. So uh, Cody uh, is in the real estate business. So he's going to talk a little bit about that. Um, and we're going to talk some strategy, you know, because once again, with Freedom Day, we always talk about creating your freedom engines. And one of those freedom engines is real estate. Find a way to, uh, to you know, start to generate money from a real estate portfolio. So uh, we'll, we'll go or delve into his advice when it comes to that. And uh, he also has a podcast, so he'll share that with you, and, and you can kind of keep your eyes out for that. So, Cody, uh, let's get started by why don't you share your story with us? Yeah, th- thanks for asking that opener question. Um, so the short story is um, I was born in Taiwan, a small country right beside China. Uh, yep. Recently, there's been a lot of, you know, a lot of things in the news happening, um, but I came to Canada with a student visa at the age of 18. Right nice. now I'm 31, right? When right. I came over, you know, I I think I can speak English until I was struggling really in the first yeah. year of university. Um, I chose engineering as my major, you know, at, at University of Toronto. Some of you guys might know that's one of the best school. I still gonna ref for that. Uh, I call it the equivalent of MIT in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> rub it into a lot of people's face there you um, go. oh yeah <laughs> the reason really i chose that is because i don't want to write reports right i thought okay. i was good at math so really i went into that then a few years in you know i learned a lot about engineering but what really draws my attention is what can this really do to my life at that mm-hmm. stage because I, I know kind of like the engineering career path you know graduate work away after corporate ladder, eventually become a partner, work for 30 years, retire at 65, kind of that. But I I thought it would be more to that. So I know that, you know, from my standpoint, I look at all these donations that come into University of Toronto and look at our building, engineering building, they're all really old. And when you walk on on, on those wooden floor, it's all squeaky. When I go into the business center, like for the commerce people, they have all these nice buildings. I'm like, what's going on? I thought engineering is where you make the money. Then very soon I found out that engineering can have a good head start, but there's a limitation to that. So in second year, I started enrolling a lot of business courses, accounting, 
corporate finance and all that. I learned about stocks, options, you know, a little bit about real estate, but really I only learned about the pieces where they try to really make you another employee to teach you how to calculate things, but not what's the impact that can make to you, right? So that's when I really, my light bulb is like, I'm not really learning the real thing, the real system. I'm just becoming another gear and a machine, right? So fast forwarding, I graduated. I started working at the Honda, the car company. Um, I want to become a Formula One driver at first, but I couldn't. I, my dad told me I don't have the environment. Um, yeah. So the closest I can get to was engineer. I thought maybe one day I'll work for a Formula One company, mm-hmm. right? But um, you know, I was working as a project manager at Honda, and I was working a lot of overtime, like 400 to 800 hours of overtime. I thought that was Ooh. it. You know what? I'm making six figures. I'm going to save up. I am ahead of my life. I'll buy more real estate. I don't know why I'm buying, but I need to buy one because that's that's what people do. Because that's what you're supposed to do, right? That's what I'm supposed <laughs> to do. So I work hard, really a lot of overtime, pay like my, my margin tax rate was 55%. Uh, sorry, 54% up to that point, right? So it's kind of stupid. Thank, thank you, Canada. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and during those times, I thought there's more to it. So um, I met a friend of a friend who actually was managing $50 million, you know, kind of like a hedge fund manager from Taiwan. Mm-hmm. So I thought, yeah. hey, you know what? I can learn from her so I can hire her as a coach. And because of the time difference with Taiwan and, and Canada, 12 hour, I can do as a second job. So that's how I started from 2015 to 2017. I was working full-time job. 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. I go home, wash up, stay in front of my computer for five to six hours. Right. I spent one to two hours reading the news, digesting, one to two hours trading, two to three hours mm-hmm. writing reports. Mm-hmm. While I was attending a lot of real estate seminars and learn everything outside of that, trying to climb the corporate ladder. Nice. And fast forward in 2019. You know, that's when I get up to the mid management. I try to get closer to the city. I was managing 11 engineers and I really, really was frustrated at my job in a way where I see things differently. Um, but I understand from the business standpoint, they want to pay you the minimum and you produce the maximum and doesn't really measure, measure my results, right? No matter what I do, oh, you can do this. Why don't you do more? Right. So, yeah. and then I'm not treating, I want to treat my engineers a certain way, but I wasn't given authority. So, really, that's mm-hmm. where I'd be like, you know what, forget about it. And at that point, fortunately, I already have enough of the income, you know, from I learned about day trading and I started getting to stock option, like since, you know, 2016, stabilize the strategy. Right. At that point, my cash flow come in from stock option investing already replaced my full-time income, six-figure income. Mm-hmm. So I, one day I just walk in and be like, you know what? Forget about it. And at that point, I have you know a few properties down. So I'm like, you know what? What's the worst case? Really? Like, I will figure it you out. Go back and get a job. <laughs> and like it was scary at that point. But now that looking back, that was the best decision because that really gave me the freedom to think. Mm-hmm. And I want to say it's for everyone, but for me at that time, I have a girlfriend, I don't have a family, I don't have kids yet. So if I'm going to do something like that, that was the best time for me, right? I have fixed income already come in. Now I'm going to follow my passion and do my passion income, variable income from there. And I never look back from there. That's awesome. That's fantastic. 
So uh, fast forward to today, what is it that, that you're primarily doing? Are you working with customers or are you just kind of running your own book? Yeah, so uh, that's a very great question. So I have multiple business. You know, I, I have a real estate syndication, both I'm the operating partner or sometimes I'm the capital partner as well. I've been doing that mm -hmm. for years. And this year we are launching a real estate fund. Again, this is okay. not to pitch or solicit really just sharing <laughs> what we're doing. We're not asking yeah. for money at this point. We're, we're going through the legals right now, but we, we're uh, going into um, invest into the U.S. on a short-term rental uh, a strategy. Mm -hmm. You know, we buy land, we built it up, you know, build equity in, cash flow as well, and make money for our investor. And that's really mm -hmm. our main focus, the biggest future. But what I've been mm -hmm. doing for the last three years is really a build up a good following, both on YouTube, we have our own podcast called High Income Earners um, Fire, Financial Independence and Retire Early. And also I have hundreds of students who want to learn how they, how they can generate another stream of income, you know, with just 30 minutes to one hour per week, right? And I've helped hundreds of them. And most of them are business owner, real estate investors throughout different stage of their career thing, right? So mm -hmm. a lot of them has been able to replace their income and get their time back, get their freedom back, right? So um, yeah, that's pretty much that. And you know, there's other stuff where, you know, I do like wholesaling, flipping and all that. But I will say uh, as a stock option investing coach and the real estate fund is the biggest focus this year. Yeah, those, those are the areas you're really focusing on now. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, your strategy on real estate because that that is an interest area for a lot of our audience. Um, how have you, you know, how did you get started on the real estate side? And then what is it that you do differently today that you've kind of morphed to? Yeah, that's a really great question. When I was, you know, when I was the days between 2015 to 2017, when I first started yeah. learning about real estate, right? I bought my first property, right? I remember I saved up $70,000. You know, at that 25, I'm like, I was genius, mm -hmm. right? I was working really hard. Mm -hmm. um, I was still living in, a room, I rent a room in a house, I pay 600 bucks per month. That's it. I live in a room and I save 70K, put it down my first house. That's how I, you know, and I, I borrow, I think, another 50K from my mom. You yeah. know, she's like, you need to get a house. I'm like, okay, I yeah. only have 70K. I don't think that's enough. So help me out a little bit. <laughs> you know, and then I started paying her back in you know, 500 bucks, a thousand bucks, 2000 bucks every month to pay her off. And they were yeah. already paid that off. But that's how I got started. Right. Okay. And then from there, you know, build up your first house, pull equity, buy the second one, right? We buy the house. Now make it into a legal duplex, right? A legal basement suite. Now the cash flow, we push up the value, pull out more money, then we continue to buy more. And now we're buying, you know, we're buying a house, we're building a legal duplex, we build another house in the back. You guys call it kind of ADU, right? Additional dwelling mm -hmm. unit in the back, cash flow, okay. push up the value and all that. And, you know, that's why this year we have all those track records with my business partner. They're doing even the bigger stuff, right? The apartment buildings, the development, buying land, assemble them, site plan approval, build condos, right? So we're like, okay, with the market that's going on right now, what is the safest way? You know, we want to really ride into this market on the way down because that's how mm -hmm. a lot of hedge fund managers makes a lot of money. Even real estate yeah. uh, fund managers make a lot of money is buy all the way down, make sure they can hold mm -hmm. it, get themselves at a good price, and then ride it up 
on the next eight, 10 years. And this is a time where they work the hardest. This is time not to slack mm. off. When the market is going up, yeah. you can chill. This is yeah. a time we work really hard. People are going to be afraid. People are going to be in the, you know, like, um, I don't want to give you money. I don't want to invest in all that. But this is time to get in because only the savvy investors who knows what they're doing can raise the money and break that ice, break that, you know, kind of frozen ice with a lot of investors, raise money, buy good property. And you're, you might be only a few ones that are dancing. So not a lot of competitors out there, right? It's switching from the seller's market more to a balanced market or maybe some market to a buyer's market, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, you said you you're doing some work here in the states. I mean, do you do you do work all over the all over Canada and the United States or do you focus on the states primarily or um my, all my personal portfolio and my business partners portfolio are in Toronto and east side of Canada, you know, like the, yep. the more uh maritime province. Um but mm -hmm. US we have been doing research for the past 2 years and it's really really fascinating. We found that you know we we built a team that a power team that really surprised us how much freedom we have in U.S., how much okay. freedom we have in tax, how much freedom we have in the legal structure, how much freedom in the financing. Mm -hmm. Right, a lot of things cannot be done in Canada could be done in U.S. So that makes it a lot more flexible for any of the investor, and we bring all those value to you know our our capital partners as well. Yeah, and I mean, and real estate's real estate. So I mean, the concept, you know, the what the concepts you're using work in any market or any country, basically. But uh, yeah, if, have, if it's more favorable from a tax perspective and regulations and everything else, why not? <laughs> at that point, so. And the market is ten times bigger. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the opportunity, and I think you know, I personally think we're at a, a we're at a tipping point where you know I think it's going to go down for a while in certain areas. You know, I live in Austin, Texas, and I mean, the, nice. the real estate is still going up. It's just not going up at the clip that it was. But, you know, I, I personally think we're going to start to see some chinks in the armor here over the next, you know, six to six months to two years. We're going to start seeing a few areas go down. And I think those are going to be huge opportunities to go in and grab grab up some property. Yeah, and opportunities is is for the people who are ready, right? So that's why yeah. we're setting everything up right now, have dry powders, and we're going in hard. And this is mm -hmm. time. It's not like when things happen, when bank frees up all the credits and all that, and you're not ready. Sorry, you don't. You can't really do anything. The opportunity is there, but if you're ready, mm -hmm. prepare for it. All the structure is there. Working with all the banks and your power team, it's just about pulling trigger. That's when you work 20 yeah. hours per day for that one year. You're set for the next mm. 10, 20 yeah. years, right? So, yeah, exactly. And then you'll be selling those properties off to somebody 10 years from now that's, you know, now I'm the market's going up. Now I want to jump in and become a real estate investor. <laughs> okay, you could become that now. See ya. We'll take the profits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't know if we're going to sell, but. The general idea is really be greedy when others are fearful, but knowing your yeah. limit and don't over leverage, have a lot of mm -hmm. dry powder, right? Have to, you know, like people say six months, one year, two years, and we have a diversified portfolio. Some's going to be development, some's going to be already cash flowing and things like that to balance out the whole, the whole portfolio, right? Yeah. Love it. Love it, man. Well, that sounds awesome. Um, and it'll be loved. I'd love to hear, you know, what's going on with the, uh, with the real estate 
fund and everything else that you're working on. Is that going to be uh, primarily for uh, Canadian citizens or is it going to be for U.S. as well? Yeah, so um, because a lot of our truck workers right now in Canada, a lot of our capital partners are Canadian. But sure. we already have to figure out how to, you know, uh, in the future, when we raise capital into our fund, Canadians can participate, and U.S. is just a lot easier because we're, we're going to set up our stuff in the U.S., you know, in certain okay. states that are very tax-friendly, let's put it that way, mm -hmm. and we're well, just yeah. so amazed by the things we can do in U.S., let's put it that way. <laughs> it, it is a wonderful place, and it, we, we complain about it sometimes because, you know, oh, my God, the government's this, and I'm like, you haven't seen other markets, trust no, me. <laughs> I came from Taiwan. I came from Taiwan. I live in Canada <laughs> for 13 years. I travel around the world, and U.S. is where I put most of my money in. All my stock portfolio, all my student hundreds of them stocks portfolios in U.S. is because mm -hmm. there's reason why we do that. And you know, we're still bullish long term in the U.S. because of the system that's built attract all these high talented people highly skilled people all wants to invest you know all wants to invest and immigrate to yeah. us and canada but not other country right so mm. human capital yeah, yeah it's, a net, it's a net negative to all other countries and a net positive to us in those cases and if we can get our immigration issues out of the way and and you know help people get in here easier i mean that that's the problem we get in our own way half the time of, of getting people in here so um yeah it's 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 pretty amazing i mean it's good to hear i always love to hear somebody from the outside world looking in's perspective of it and i've always said that the the most patriotic people i know are people that have emigrated to the country because they they've seen it in other places and, and realized that it's it. we don't take it for granted right no um yeah so i came from taiwan right mm -hmm came to Canada, I see the opportunity, now I go to US. Like, I don't know why, a lot of times, like I think the media really describe US as a full capitalism, money hungry mm -hmm. machine, everyone's just ruthless. Well, whenever yeah. I go to US, no matter where I go, I'm like, people are really nice. I don't know what yeah. you guys are talking about. Like maybe certain <laughs> areas, but you know, like capitalism is gonna bring, widen the gap, but Really, a lot mm. of people are really nice people. They're there to get things done and help you and all that. I, it's not like, you know, we're not going to go into all the gun issues, all that, but really just, yeah. I think it's a little bit over-exaggerated, right? Uh, depending on yeah. the people you hang out with, all the people I hang out well, with. Are, you know, and, you know. and in the end, you know, I think the, the thing that I love about our system is really if you work hard, you can, if you work hard and you, you under you know you you educate yourself on strategies and techniques just like you did, you know. I mean, you could have you could have been the you know you were a very successful person working for Honda. You moved up fast and early in your career. We're running all that, but you also spent a crap load of time outside of work educating yourself on other things and educating yourself on other investment vehicles and strategies and everything else so that you could get yourself to that point. And I mean, you probably could have left earlier. I mean, you waited until you actually got yourself yeah. to where your, your income was. Just think if you'd have been able to go, hey, I'm going to go ahead and bail out I even know. sooner and, and live off of, you know, I, I only live off of a little amount of money as it is. Okay, now I'm just going to have more time to really focus and, and do that. And just, yeah. you know. I, I wish... When I was younger, I have a better mentor and I was willing to 
pay for mentorship and all that, that will definitely shorten my horizon. And that's what I hear a lot sure. from my students now is, you know, there's opportunity costs, right? It's either time or it's either money. A lot of times if you don't pay for it, you're going to learn it the hard way. You spend more time and go in circles. If one deal goes wrong, wrong your reputation goes to the dumpster, yeah. it's hard to get back up. So you want to pay a little bit more up front or a bit more, whatever, but you really have that trajectory. If you do your due diligence, follow the right person, right? So, mm. you know, I don't think it's never too late for anyone, right? Today I was playing golf right before this mm. podcast. I tried to play twice per week, really just hang out with people who has the freedom to hang out on the yeah. golf course. Yeah. And there's a totally different crowd. I play yeah. tennis. I play golf. I want to play these games into 80, am I 80 years old, maybe hundreds by the time the technologies advance. But really the whole point is yeah. I try to hang out with people who has that kind of freedom already. Yeah, I hang out with people who's already been, gone to the place where I want to be. Right. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. a lot of those people are a bit more mature and, you know, sure. <laughs> mature in age and yeah. all that. It's so not, it's not normal to be financially free by age 30, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I reached out when I was 29. So, you know, I, I lose a lot of friends around my age who are younger, but at the same time, I make a lot of great friends, like my students and, mm -hmm. you know, just people who has a different horizon, who has seen it, done it. Just like Cody on yep. the right track, you're doing the right thing. Keep pushing it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, enjoy life too. Now that's why they told me is like, yeah. Cody, well, you look like you're so but you happy. You also get to spend two days a week out playing yeah. golf. When, when all your friends are sitting there hammering it out at work from eight to five every day and, you know, slowly, I, 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 the way I always put it is a lot of our audience are people that, you know, hey, they're sitting there at work and you're slowly dying just a little bit every day <laughs> as you go, you know, and yeah. you're, you're living life. And, you know, I, I get to do the same. I mean, I, I basically said that I was no longer going to work five days a week. I'm going to work four days a week. So that means I have to be a lot more efficient in four days and have that one day to just spend with my wife and go hang out and do stuff. Yeah. And I totally understand a lot of your audience, even myself before I quit, I've have, have a lot of fear because I'm a first generation yeah. immigrant. I yeah. cannot go back and ask for more money. My mom was mm -hmm. like, that was the money I give you. You better give it back. Yeah. Every money get to pay me back. I'm like, okay. So if I quit, I better have a good plan, at least cover all my expenses, yeah. right? The fixed income side. Then I can do my passionate project, all that. So I yeah. like for a lot of people might not have the luxury as me has the flexibility. You know, they might have kids and all that, but you can still figure out your way as never really too late. And I but think even, it's yeah, even having kids. I mean, I, I always see, you know, you talk to people, well, you know, I really I wanted to travel around the world, but you know, I have kids now and I can't afford to do it. I'm like, okay, just come up with the number. You know, what it what is the number it takes you to live your life? And then all you have to do is create an outside income that will do that and you're free. And wouldn't it be amazing? I mean, you you did it at age 18 you know, of going to a completely other country and, you know, one, you knew the language, but you did probably didn't know it as well as you thought you did till you got thrown into the middle of it. And then it's like, oh crap, I don't, you know, I can speak Spanish, but I, I really could not carry on a conversation if I needed to, um, yeah. you know, but that, how much you grew just by doing that. How many people do you know that you went to, to school with that probably stayed in Taiwan and never left, you know, and they, they don't have that, they, their, their horizon really hasn't broadened beyond where they're at. And a lot of people who 
left Taiwan, came to Canada, finished her university, try to find a yeah. job, and they always find a reason to go back. Maybe they already have a family business, or yep. to me, maybe that's just an easy way out. Yep. Yeah, it's just easy to go back. It's easy to go back home. Comfortable. But Very comfortable. Yeah, it's the comfortable way. And yep. they hang out with the old friends. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think there's something in the way yourself and myself are wired, which is the people yep. we hang out with. We have the growth mindset, but we don't have to fear mindset. Do we have fear? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have fear. We push it down yeah. because we're programming our brain to have abundance mindset. If you set the goal, we will figure it out. But if you have that so much of that fear, that doubt, your action, your subconscious mind will tell you that's impossible. And you're getting, like you said, you're dying at work every day. Some, a lot yeah. of people I know, they love their job. They don't want yeah. to quit. But if you don't like your job and you let that get to you every day, it will eat away your subconscious, eat away your confidence, eat away your dream. And I'm not even joking about that. I have, you know, I have employees that I try to hire them in their forties, but their mindset is so set that, you know, I, I have to let them go. I'm like, I try my best. I give you everything. And mm -hmm. And there's just so, I'm like, what's really stopping you from doing what I said? He said, Cody, it's really my inside fear. I don't know what I'm fearful yeah. about, but I'm just so afraid of being rejected. And it just, I don't know what I'm so afraid about. I, I'm not in my 30s anymore, 30s or 20s. They lost that passion, right. lost that fearness, that, you know, like that fears, right? So yeah. that inner fire, I call it. So, yeah. Well, you know, but I mean, I, I think the way I look at it, you know, what my fear was, before and I'm, I'm sure you felt the same way my fear was okay this is the safe job this is what i was trained to do you know and so this is my safe job and all i have to do is just keep working until i'm 65 and you know then i'll you know then i'll get to live life and all that and i i think when i when i look at it now and i've, I've really been out on my own for about eight years now mm -hmm. and in those eight years you know i spent 25 years before that working for somebody else and not taking that risk and the funny part is today the fear i have is more about the fear of going crap i gotta go back and get a job somewhere and i know i would be an absolutely horrible employee um you know i i just am not my brain isn't wired to be an employee anymore yeah. So at the most, I would go back, get a job and enough time to be able to have some capital to be able to do what I do again. But I mean, I'm just like, I, I guess my brain is wired to go, okay, what are, where can I make money? What can I do to make money? How can I make money? Where can I position capital to where it's generating cash flow? And and that's it, right? You're, there's a yeah. boss. I, I just make a short form video yesterday. There's a difference between boss mentality, employee mentality, right? Employees just yeah. think, I want to make the most money. I want to do the least amount of work. I want to be the closest to my house so I don't have to commute. Yeah. As a boss, as myself, maybe not everyone else, I don't care where you work. I don't care how mm -hmm. long you work. Just give me results. Yeah. Salary is all negotiable as long as you deliver. I'll tell you how much you make, how much that impact. I can give you a profit sharing if you're that good. I don't really care, mm -hmm. but you have to deliver. I don't need yeah. you to show up clock in clock. I'll be a zombie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and and what people don't seem to understand is you, you don't understand the concept of profit share. For us to have profit sharing, that means we have to make a profit. It's not just me, you know, because the way it happens a lot of times here in the States, I don't know if it happens this way in Canada. I mean, the company just at the end of the year is like, well, we had some extra money, so we're just going to give it out to people. 
you know, the way I work in my business, I'm like, hey, we calculate profit every quarter and I have a profit account and whatever's in that profit account, I get part of and my team gets part of as well. And we just keep doing that on a quarterly basis. So if you want to make more, then we're going to we're going to put the hammer down. We're going to make a crap load more money and we're going to load up that profit account. And we never take more than half of the profit account out at any given time. So we're going to take half of it out. We're going to divvy it up however I decide to divvy it up amongst us. And then that's going to just continue to grow every time. It gets more and it gets more and it gets more over that's time. It, man. It's, pretty simple, it's a pretty simple equation. <laughs> I love it. I love I love it. And you share with your employees so they're motivated, but you got to show them as like, hey, you got to deliver results, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's you're not going to, and I run very small teams. So, you know, with my new, the the Freedom Day world and, and my new kind of focus uh, in this world, you know, I, I run a really, really small team. So we automate the world, you know, as much as we possibly can so that we can grow the business, at, you know, exponentially and scale it. And we all make lots more money in the end. That's it, man. That's it. And I think that's already a huge shift for a lot of people. You yeah. and I understand because we run multiple business, but it might take people some time after always been an employee, they have like kind of those victim mindset, right? Yep. So um, there's definitely a mindset change, but it's not impossible, right? It just takes more time. The longer you are in that mindset, the longer it gets you to get out of that mindset. You know, and I mean, the other side of the coin though is, you don't, you know, I, I, what I tell people is if you enjoy your job, it's not a bad thing. It's okay if you enjoy your job and you want to keep working there. It's just a different mindset when you woke up one morning and you have more income coming in than you actually are making from your job. That's a different mindset. That's, that's a whole different, and, and there's only two things that are going to happen. You're either going to be gloriously happy and probably the best employee that exists because you have no money stress at all. The company has no leverage over you at all. You're just working because you love it. Or you're going to be the worst possible employee <laughs> because you know you don't have to be there and you hate what you do and you're probably going to leave and go someplace else. So, you know, one of two things, but, you know, I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. You can you don't have to go run a business. You can become an investor and still be an employee, but be an investor. You know, it's the the cash flow quadrant I talk a lot about on on my show and and in the books and everything else. I mean, I talk about you know Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow quadrant. You, yeah, you can be a business quadrant. owner or yeah. you can be an investor. If you don't want to be a business owner and run a business or create a business, then be an investor and do what you did. I mean, you you did a lot of that before you even started your own business business yeah now, the only thing i'll say is a lot of people think that hey passive income is a very hot works out there yeah. but really passive income like all these passive things for you know i run a team of eight for my stock option we have our team for mm -hmm. real estate all that all those yeah. things used to done by me so i know <laughs> it inside out but i know that yeah. i know it so i'm building the system and ask the right people to build a system, knowing that one day I will not be doing it. I only focus on mm -hmm. getting on this kind of podcast to the most income generating thing that needs my face and my thinking and strategy, right? If you have that mindset, no matter how painful it is something, how active it is something, you know there's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, right? It just yeah. you have to know how to hire, 
manage team and all that. And everything passive comes from active, right? yeah. actively learning and I knowing. Mean, and, and you said, but you also stressed one thing, I think, and hopefully everybody caught that. You also, you knew it yourself, but you also, instead of keeping it in your own head, you said, hey, I've got to build systems because I know I'm going to hire somebody to do this. So I needed to build a system. And that becomes, that's that's Robert Kiyosaki's business. You know, the B personality, I build systems and then I hire people that run those systems for me. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the important part. And it's, yeah, it's still investing, but it's a business of investing at that yeah. point. Yeah. Love it. Love it, man. All right. So fast five questions here. Ready? Let's do it. All right. So first question, wake up in the morning, business is gone. You have 500 bucks in your pocket, a laptop computer, place to live. What are you going to do first? Do I still have my brain and my reputation? You still have your brain. You still have all the knowledge in your head today. Oh, that's easy now. Because what I built up, the followings, all that, that's easy now. Like, yeah. I will say, if, I, if this happened to me, let's say 10 years ago when I first graduated, I will get into sales and marketing. Because okay. that is the most important skills. No matter if people mm -hmm. realize it or not, we are selling right now. Myself, I'm selling. You're at work. You're trying to get a promotion. You're selling yourself, right? So if you don't master that that job, you're really going to be, you know, suffering and really hitting a lot of your target low. So mm -hmm. I'm really going to like get into sales and marketing. Maybe I'll become a real estate agent. I'm already a real estate agent, but I really only do stuff for myself and my, you know. VIP clients and yeah. all that. I'll get into sales rules, right? If I only have mm -hmm. 500 bucks, you know what? I used to have to pay rent, crash our friend's couch, whatever. I'll start doing sales work, right? Yeah. I know I have an engineering brain and all that, but I'll start doing sales work because that's where you make the most money, really knows mm -hmm. how the business work. You make money, you get and, paid. And you get to control how much you're going to make too. Exactly. Once you learn that, if you don't have sales and marketing, you don't have a business period, mm -hmm. right? So once you get that out, you start making, that's a 20K, sorry, 200K, 300K, half a million, whatever you control it. From there, mm -hmm. you can put money into passive, you know, like partner with some real estate, put some money into stocks, options, put some money into insurance and all that. Then you have money to diverse because, mm -hmm. you know, because when you don't have the money, it's hard to even raise money because, you know, well, now I have a track record, but if you don't have track record, you got to do it yourself first to showcase you have money and skin in the game, right? So definitely I started with sales and marketing. And then once I start making a lot more money, I'll start putting money in a different bucket, right? Of helping me to get my time back, right? If I really lose everything and I only have $500 left. That is awesome. Great answer, man. I love that one. What's the biggest business mistake you've ever made? <sighs> I'm still making every day. But I'll say the biggest one is I hire B or C players. Okay. The reason I said that is because I've hired A players. Works out well. I pay a lot more, but I have no headaches. Mm -hmm. You ask for more, you deliver, or you're gone in three months, but they deliver. I hired okay. B players before, trying to get them to, into A. Trainable. Take less time, less hand-holding. I hire yeah. C players, painful, very nice people, don't have the right mindset, have the employee mindset, want you to teach them, spoon feed them, thinking you think they can become B or A, but they will never become B or A one day. So you spend a lot of money on them, 
you're losing money on, on hiring them, you're losing time and the focus on your team training them, you get them all the resources that you pay for it, but there's no results. So the worst mistakes I make is hiring someone based on, you know, they're C players, but they're not A or B. That was my biggest mistake. I, uh, I, I, a buddy of mine that's from Arkansas down here, and he puts it a, a little bit different way. He said, I hire turkeys and expect them to be eagles. So- <laughs> yes. Yeah, same yeah, result. I mean, it's just... Yeah, same result. I mean, it's just I, I I keep having turkeys and I keep trying to make them be eagles and they just don't want to they, they just won't become eagles for me. Some people are just What's not a right the, fit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just not everybody's wired the same way. And yeah. and you know, you and I have businesses where I I need somebody with a, a certain mindset. I can't have people that are employee mindset mm-hmm. that work for me because that's you know, one, a lot of the employee mindset stuff is done by systems and and uh, automation so i don't really need people to do that part and you know i need people that are really willing to hustle and are interested in growing a business and everything else mm-hmm. agree um what's a good book that you would recommend for our audience oh there's so many great books um the reason reason ones i've been listening to is called never split the difference yes um, you probably heard about that one I thought it was a fluff when I first saw the book, but I give it a read. Um, I think everyone should read it because it will really change the way you do sales, change the way you chat with friends and family, really understand where they're coming from and whether you are talking to their subconscious or you're just talking to a a busy person, talking to a wall, really. And it'll teach you a lot of tricks, not manipulating people, but truly understand true motive of human and tackle it from there and, and if i remember he's the one that was the the fbi negotiator yes right? yes chris uh, yeah chris, that's yeah. awesome have you uh have you actually seen some of his youtube videos <laughs> it's a repeat of his book i saw it but oh it is it's a repeat of his book but the, it's he's a scary dude i mean he 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 literally i mean he's not manipulating you but he's just so good at what he does that even through a YouTube video, it's like, holy crap, dude, I'll, I'll do anything you want me to do. Just stop talking. Take my money. Just take my money. <laughs> yeah. Take my money. Whatever you want, I will give to you. Just stop talking to me because you scare me at this point. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I love that book. I actually, uh, that that was, it's funny. I just happened to, when you were saying that, I was just thinking, I was going through my bookshelf because I'm I'm doing a challenge right now, 52 books in 52 weeks. Holy yeah, cow. So I was going pulling, yeah, I was pulling stuff off my bookshelf and I, I saw that one. I'm like, well, I already read it. But it, it was one of those ones that kind of speaks to me at times because I like to go back and do that one. Uh, there's another one. Uh, oh God, every, everybody's everybody's message or something like that. It was another FBI guy that mm-hmm. talks about body language and things like that. And I, I love FBI people because they, they're just freaky, weird, strange people. Yeah, when you look with. up, you're, 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 Touching yeah. this side of the brain, if you look left or you look down, like things like that. Yeah. Man. Well, and if you're if you're talking to somebody and they look up, that means they're thinking. So they're thinking about a lie. And I mean, it's just it's crazy <laughs> stuff. And it, it's funny because I, I, that book especially was like, okay, if a woman, you know, when you're talking to a woman, if they're playing with a necklace, that means that they're uncomfortable at that point and all that. So now I now that I know all that, I'm like, okay, stop. Don't be don't be uncomfortable around me. It's okay. 
<laughs> Love that's it. a good tool that you use in your business every day. I always give the example, I'm, I'm an Evernote nut. So, I mean, my world is Evernote in a lot of cases. Yeah, I mean, we try different project managing tools. Uh, you know, I have the typical email list of active campaign, you know, all yep. those, you know, all the back end of Squarespace for my website and all that. But I'll say at the end of the day, as your team get bigger, you might need different tools, but I try to keep it as simple as possible. Yep. And so that everyone can have one place to go to. And right now, mm -hmm. what works for me is still Google Drive. Yeah. I just put everything up okay. here. I have a huge Google Drive. I pay extra for I have two gigabyte. Everything is up there. So if I'm away, someone asks me, is like, just go to this folder. I say in the link go folder, grab the it. Google Drive. <laughs> everything is there. I, I and I can choose who has right access to this, that. And that just saves a lot of my time. And all my teams are well informed where everything is. And um you know, awesome. I would say Google Drive is the easiest thing. Yeah. I mean, we we use Trello for a lot of our stuff, but yeah, yeah Google Trello. Drive is I, I was a I was a like dyed in the wool Dropbox guy. And same thing. as soon That's as I started thing. really managing a team and managing a team all over the world, um, you know, it was like Google Drive, everybody can be in there. We can edit a document together. Google Dots too, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing I love is like, you can be in a document and you're like, okay, let's jump on. What do you say? Okay, well, I'll type this in. Oh, no, you, you. Yeah, tell me what you're talking about, you know, and it's edited on the on the fly instead of in yeah. Word where it's, you know, hey, I edit it and wow. I have to go approve their edits and just absolutely nuts. So that's yeah. awesome. Well, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way to get a hold of you or learn a little bit more about you or whatever? Yeah, I mean, really, if you <laughs> most people are probably going to go to my social media, right? Type in Cody, C-O-D-Y. Last name is Y-E-H. If you type in Google, first three pages, me as well. I took over it. Nice. And my website is going to come up. You can learn more about real estate, learn more about stock option investing. I don't chat a lot. You know, I don't chat a lot about the other strategies, you know, like the whole, you know, whole life insurance and all that. I'm not a broker or anything. I don't get referral fees. Really just whatever I use. And I have a YouTube channel, Cody Yeh Investing. I have a podcast called High Income Earners. Fire helping high income earners reach their financial independence and retire early, and nice. just so many things. I think people who are really savvy can always find me online. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, cool, man. Uh, thank you for joining us, Cody. And it was a it was a wonderful conversation. I love to love talking to you and hearing you know what's what's up in your world. And, and we we cross paths quite a bit then. You know, and in, in some of the things that we do, you, you're you're living the life that I want some of our folks to be able to do at that point. So I appreciate your time today. Look forward to uh, keeping in contact with you. Uh, you'll go on my list of of people I keep stalking as we go. So uh, I just want to uh, I want to keep uh, keep in connection with you because I love I love a lot of your ideas and and where you're going. I love it, and I might be in uh, Texas uh, by the end of the year, so I'll definitely give oh, you a brilliant. shout. If I yeah, just shoot me yeah, shoot me an email and we can uh, we can catch up and I can uh, I'll show you around down here. Just don't come in the middle of summertime. It's a thousand degrees. That's too hot. Right? Uh, winter is better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Come down in winter. It'll be beautiful then. <laughs> yeah. Thanks right, for pal. having me. Well, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. And folks, as always, um, you know, wherever you're watching this at, make sure you comment, 
like, share, all that good stuff. We we put these shows out on Tuesdays and Thursdays of every week. So make sure that you like, comment, share. Um, get this message out to other people out there because there's lots of other people that aren't that that are sitting there in their cubicles or sitting there at their kitchen table working from home that are looking for a way out and they need help and they need you know people like Cody to to give them that that extra boost to say hey get out and do it because you can so thanks a lot we'll see you guys back here next time thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.